Welcome to the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, John LeBrun, and you will notice that I am not Lafayette Lane leading this show. Lafayette is waiting just outside this room because we are here to have an amazing conversation about developing lifelong friendships and association. If you are a leader and you're looking to level up your game, you are in the right place. We are a community of leaders developing each other to better our families, businesses, and communities. And today, to talk about developing lifelong friendships and association, I have Lafayette's best friend, Brandon Hollis. If you don't know Brandon, he is, and he'll give more of his background, he is a preacher, pastor, and a very, very talented musician, um, singer, I should say. Um, check out his Instagram, and I'm sure he'll give that out to you. But Brandon, welcome to the show. John, what a pleasure this is to be on the show today. I am so excited. I uh, Today was my day off of work, and just all day, I've been excited about this moment. So thank you so much for having me, man. Very cool. So if everybody, anybody doesn't know, Lafayette has no clue what we're talking about. And so <laughs> June 8th is National Best Friends Day. And I thought, what better way to talk about friendships association than to include that on National Best Friends Day than to have great friends come together. But I wanted a, a nice, authentic, and genuine conversation. Therefore, I didn't allude to him what we were talking about today. And I wanted him to just kind of get, an, I wanted you, the audience, to get an authentic feeling of him coming into the room and seeing his good friend, Brandon, who has never been on our show, even though it's been growing for almost two years now. Yes. And uh, so we're going to do that in just a minute. But before that, Brandon, how did you and Lafayette meet and what does your friendship mean? Oh, my goodness. Uh, of course, both he and I uh, serve this great church and um, uh, just being in ministry. Uh, so many times you'll see people and, and do a high and by. But it was something about when Lafayette and I met and spoken to each other. Ever since then, there's just been this bond, uh, an unbreakable bond, really, that was formed. I'm a private person. I, I really uh, monitor who I let into my life. And uh, there was something about him uh, that told me that he was genuine, that he was real and sincere. And uh, ever since then, he has done nothing but proven all of those things to be true. And uh, I, I just hope I'm as a good of a friend to him as he certainly has been to me. I'm sure. I'm sure you are. So I, I met, if anybody doesn't know, most probably know by now, I met Lafayette as he interned in my company several years back. And the quick sto story was I was looking for an intern and he was the last one at the end of an eight hour day of interviewing. I was exhausted. I was tired. And to cap it off right in the middle of our interview, the building said, hey, we're closing for the day. You guys need to get out. So I didn't even get to let him really finish his full interview. But I'll tell you this. As I'm sitting there and I thought, OK, I have a couple of decent candidates. I'm kind of ready to get this last one done. I had no idea who he was. It's not like wow. I can see the line of candidates. He just walked into the room, but he brought this presence with him. And it was just this, the room, the energy in the room just got instantly better. Mm -hmm. And I was no longer exhausted. I was like, wow, this is going to be a great conversation. He mm -hmm. came in 
and he, I'm sure he was nervous, but you couldn't tell. And we had this genuine great conversation. I don't remember all of it. He tends to remember the details more, but we try to keep it as much on target for work stuff. But in the end, he uh, we selected him because he was the best candidate, and and I had this good feeling about it. I yeah. would say God moved the relationship. And then through that, though, we developed a brotherhood as we worked together, had difficult conversations through lunch times, and then obviously started our podcast. So mm-hmm. it's been an amazing wow. journey. Um, I'm going to let him text him and tell him to jump in. I want him to just come in and see what's going on and just kind of get that big smile that he likes to give. Oh, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> and we'll go from there. But I want to talk about associations today and lifelong friendships and how that helps people level up their life because what most people are missing in their life, I believe are long lasting, great associations. Absolutely. In life, we have to choose our association and so many people don't are, don't are not intentional. The more their associations are accidental. It's, it's sort of like in homeroom where the guy next to you is your friend because his last name was two letters different from yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or in high school, your best friend is because you played soccer and he also played soccer. Right. And you guys both liked Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And so you started your relationship on sort of similarities and so forth. But what really builds great friendships and long-lasting, amazing associations is the bond of serving each other and building each other up. Because honestly, Lafayette and I, we don't even have all the same interests. We have some important things are the same, but I love hockey. I took him to a hockey game. He goes, I've never been to a hockey game. And he (laughs) sat in that hockey game and he made the best of it, but I could tell he didn't love it. He was just like, you know, what time is it? Right. I need to give it back to my wife. He didn't give me that look, but I could tell it was only moderately interesting. Sure. sure. But Hey, I was glad he came, man. Um, So it was great. What does associations mean to you? My goodness. It's such a, uh, a heavy thing because too many times we take it too lightly. When you're talking about associations, you're talking about something or someone that is going to be connected to you. Something that is going to, and, and, and while I'm talking about this, I'm just thinking about, uh, you know, the new plugs now that come with your, your cell phone. (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) There we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we are live. What's up? <laughs> My brother. What are you doing? He asked that question as if I have no business being on the show. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's exactly what we were going for. We are live, Lafayette. We've been talking for about five minutes. And wow. I, we wanted the, every, all the listeners to get an authentic I told him we want an authentic experience of Lafayette getting on the show and seeing his good friend Brandon. Oh my God! Okay, knowledge. <laughs> we'll talk after this. <laughs> Which means he's going to rebuke me, John. That's <laughs> uh, all good. You got oh. my cell phone now. If he gives you any problems, you know we'll do. Yes, with. absolutely. I appreciate John. Well, I appreciate you setting this up, man. Yes. I don't know how John's doing. He's a good man. He's a good man. First of so, all, for you to be able to get Hollis to even come on is uh, 
was a miracle in of itself. No, he was so quick to reply, man. It was quick. It was, really? There was. No, I'm telling you. I said, hey, I got this. I got this. Something I want to do. So for all for you to, to tune you in, what we're doing, June 8th is National Best Friends Day. When this goes live, it'll be National Best Friends Day. So today, Brandon is on here to talk about developing lifelong friendships and association. I thought, what better way to talk about this than to get Lafayette here with a couple of his good friends and talk about National Best Friends Day. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Now... I told Lafayette, don't give your, don't get too excited. I don't have LeBron James getting exactly. on the show yet. So, yeah, this is not quite no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is better than LeBron. This is man, man. Wow, so there you it took go. Too long. It took this too long. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John stated earlier. You know, you guys been what about two years in? Almost and uh, this is this is my first time on. I don't know if that's a shot to you or John, but uh, here I am. <laughs> hey, we're just level. We were just waiting oh. until we were big enough to support a man of you like yourself. Oh my gosh! I'm wow! Humbled. I'm humbled and I'm honored to be on. Yeah, man. So, Lafayette, do your thing, bro. This I'm is driving the ship today, my friend. I already did the intro. We are yeah. moving forward. He's wow. doing the only thing weird is if anybody's watched this by video, Lafayette and I screen are flipped, and I have no idea how to do it. Flip it back because oh. Lafayette always controls Just the ship. Like this. There we go. <laughs> Boom. There we go, oh, baby. Right. <laughs> and so now all oh, things are back to normal. Oh, so we're talking about lifelong oh. friendships and association. I was we we're just giving backgrounds of how we got to know you. Mm-hmm. Give us your perspective, Lafayette. Like, how did how did you get to know Brandon and how did that friendship come together? And what does it mean to you? Yeah, I believe the first time I met Hollis was I was preaching for um, I wasn't the main speaker that night. I was the current speaker where they give opportunities for up and coming preachers, uh, I think, five or ten minutes. And uh, Brandon encouraged me before I preach. Yeah, I have never met him before. I, I had seen him from afar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Lord had his way, and uh, we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Um, and the, the timing of when we came into each other's life was nothing but a divine setup by God. Um, yeah, so uh, Hollis is, is he's a brother, <clears throat> he's not just a friend, he's a brother, and um, uh, this guy is he's a genuine brother been there for me when I needed him. And I think he would testify and vice versa. Um, and so he means, he means a lot to me, bro. He's, he's, he's a real brother. I have two blunt brothers and I love them to death, but I really consider uh, Hollis a brother of mine. I forget what your second question was, but yeah, that's kind of how we met and we've been rolling ever since. I don't think there's really a day <laughs> that goes by that we don't at least text each other. That's right. Uh, that's right. Or, or talk to each other. Now we we were texting and and talking to each other earlier, so this is really a surprise to me because of you. <laughs> Mom's uh, word. I didn't say a word, John. I kept my I promise. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, John. Man, setting yeah. this up again. There's not a day that goes by that um, uh, we don't talk. But uh, 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 since this is since we have another preacher on on the the podcast tonight, I'm going to reference a scripture text that says a brother is born for the day of adversity. Mm -hmm. And um, 
a, a friendship is not tested on the sunny days. But I believe it's boys to men who said, uh, can you stand the rain? Uh, and uh, and so there's been some rainy days. There's been some tough times in my life and his life. And the friendship, the brotherhood has stood the test of time. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that we can say that are our connections or our associates, but only on one hand, you can really count on one hand who you can call on oh, yeah. that, that doesn't need anything from you. Anybody that knows Brandon Hollis, uh, there's nothing that he needs from me. Uh, the brother is gifted. He's anointed by God. And the good thing about it is, you know, you know, you have a real friend and real brother when they don't want anything from you. They don't want to connect with you because they want to say, I'm connected to this person. I'm connected to this person. And they have this connection. But because God puts you together, yes. you know, <clears throat> that's what really what it is. And so, yeah, man, I thank God for his life. And uh, I'm still kind of shocked that this is happening right <laughs> now. And so, yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of the backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Brandon? My goodness. Uh, you know, uh, Lafayette talked about us talking every day, uh, but but it is you, John, that has created this platform tonight for me to look at him uh, and and step back out of the mm -hmm. friendship and look at him for who he is in my life that God ordained him to be in my life. You know, I'm sitting, I'm just looking at him talk and uh, him and I we there is not a moment that we talk where there's not some laughter involved <laughs> but just while he was speaking i stepped outside of our joking relationship and looked at him for who he is in god and 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 who he has been to me um we talked a little bit before uh lafayette got on about uh how how we met and uh very similar to what I had said before, John, you know, we, we had seen each other in various services, but never really talked uh, to each other. And then that particular uh, day that he was speaking, I was compelled to just go up to him and, and mind you, John and, and, and Lafayette, I have always been the person that does not approach people. I just, I, if you, if you really follow what I do, you know, I, I'm on television, I've done radio, and, and people would think you're a people person, you're a preacher, right. you're in ministry. That is not me. Now, I love people, I love God's people, but but to be bold and 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 go up to someone and, and start conversation, I really, really am an introvert as it relates to that. But something made me, and I always say something, but obviously it was the Holy Spirit made me go up and just address Lane as if I had known him. Right. And uh, I'm so very glad I did. Now, what I've said that before he got on, but what I did not say is, and I believe this is what really sparked, and I'm going to be very, very transparent here, uh, because people that are watching right now, they need to know uh, exactly what Lafayette means when you say stand the test of time, you know, be able to be that brother when things are not smiling faces, when things are, are tough, when the fire is hot. Uh, just a couple of years ago now, is that two years ago now or a year ago? 
just a year ago. A year ago, yeah. yeah. A little over a year ago now, I was in, and I'll, I'll spare some of the details, but I was in probably outside of losing my father in 2016, mm-hmm. this was the most trying time of my life. And people are probably watching this and they may follow me and they say, wait a minute, last year, how, what, what was it? You didn't make any announcement. This was a <laughs> private battle I was going through. And John, when I tell you the most traumatic experience of my life, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing now, but a year ago, I had faults I never had before. I thought things that I knew were outside of the will of God for my life. I was in a dark place. Whatever darkness you have in your mind right now, I need you to go 10 shades darker. That's how bad it was for me. And uh, in that, I'm a, again, I'm a private person. Also, I'm a public figure, mm-hmm. quote unquote. So when you're going through certain things, your, and I'll just speak for me, my automatic thought process is who in the world can I share this with? Who's going to understand what I'm going through and not judge me because I'm elder Brandon J. Hollis? Mm-hmm. Who's going to see me for B. Hollis mm-hmm. and that I'm a man that's going through something? Can I go on record and tell you that is what Lafayette did? I would not, and I decree and declare this as I'm on this show, I would not be alive Mm. had it not been for his friendship. I would not be alive had it not been for the brother that he was to me. Sometimes you get in such a dark room that it takes somebody anointed by God, somebody that is commissioned by God to say, you're going to make it. This is not your end. You're going to come out of this. Sometimes I would share with him what I was going through and, and, and Lafayette knows all the details. Sometimes he wouldn't even address what I was in. He would just talk about things to get my mind off mm-hmm. of what was happening. Mm-hmm. He would just make me laugh. He would initiate a game of pool on, on the iPhone. <laughs> things that, that I wasn't thinking about, but he, he was he was pouring life back into me. And then when I needed him, when I shed tears, when I when I was broken in those moments, it was his strength uh, that kept me going. So you want to talk about friendship today. You want to talk about brotherhood. I could not be on with a better person that shared not only my ups, but my absolute flat down and pulled me through that moment. And uh, that is uh, none other than Lafayette Lane. And to him, I salute and I say thank you to you, John, for allowing me this opportunity to publicly, because he knows I appreciate him. Oh, I want to publicly say on this platform, I appreciate you. I love you. And I've got I've got two blood brothers as well. Blood couldn't make you and I any closer. I appreciate who you are. <laughs> I like National Best Friend Day. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's so, so powerful. And uh, Lafayette may struggle getting through this episode. If you can't see him, <laughs> he's, he's fighting it. <laughs> but it just shows, hey, the appreciation. <laughs> it shows the appreciation for the relationships that he has. I'll tell you what, 
So when I first met Lafayette, obviously it was for work. Yeah. And that's great. I didn't think much of it other than, you know, and as I told Brandon at the beginning of the episode, it was just for a job. I liked him instantly, obviously. I knew we could probably be friends one day. But I didn't really think about it because, like I said, it was for a job. But at that same time that we had connected, I was in this spot and I told my wife and it took a few years, but I was in this spot where I had, I used to have all this great association and, but it was all centered around like business relationships and things of that nature. But when that business, particular business started to shrink, all those people, when they weren't having the success they wanted, they all dissipated. Every single one. So I would text them and I would never get a response. Or I would text them or I, they would never reach out to me for anything as far as like, hey, how you doing? Unless they needed something. Not everybody. Some people are going to hear this and say, wait, no, not everybody. But it was always like, let's text John when I need something. Or something along those lines. So I felt this deep desire for a new association because you can't if you have the wrong association you can get stuck in this sort of feeling of i feel like i'm getting some feedback in my ear sorry if i'm pausing but if you have this if you get the wrong association you can feel drained because you're the one that's always pouring in to everybody else but they never pour back into you. And some people think that leaders don't need to be poured into. They think, oh, they're the leader. I need to go ask them for stuff. And I'll tell you what, some of the people I pour into the most this last two years of my life have been other leaders, whether it's me feeling like God's calling me to send them a message. I've sent people who I barely know on LinkedIn personal messages, just encouraging them. And they've sent me things back saying, wow, I really needed that right now. But let me just get back on what I was saying is I was in that spot and I was not 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 like Hollis. I wasn't feeling that far down, just a little lonely, just like, hey, my journey doesn't feel like it used to be. And I can look around and if something happened to me, I don't know who'd be carrying the casket right now. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah. And so you're like, what is going on? And I knew I needed to start searching, not for a bunch of friends, but for a few brothers. And that search started and I started I. Honestly, when Lafayette and I first started our friendship, Lafayette, you were like basically number one because I didn't have any. I had no good friendships, nobody that we communicated with on a daily, weekly basis unless they needed me to help them with something or their girlfriend was breaking up with them or they're having spouse problems or anything like that. And so I appreciate you, man, because before we started this podcast, we had just started that relationship of, and it was our relationship started with work, but it's really built on the trust of communication and transparency to talk about things that we wanted to uncover and discover that the world was arguing about, but mm -hmm. we wanted to kind of Lafayette was the sounding board for me to ask questions about things like if I'm being transparent, like race relations and stuff like that. Wow. That nobody would lope. I would just didn't feel comfortable. And I was like, I need to understand a new perspective because I'm sure I'm not always right. And so obviously nobody's always right. And he was the person we could have those difficult conversations with. And it was great and enlightening. But that's how we started the brotherhood. But outside of that, now, obviously, we just do normal stuff. And I was telling Hollis about how you even went to a hockey game with me um, mm -hmm. about a month ago. And I could oh, tell. Wow. 
I could tell it wasn't your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I said, he never complained, but I could, I look over and he's kind of like, okay, I have no idea what's happening here. And, uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you. <laughs> um, anyways, so let's get, let's talk a little bit. I know we're kind of, we're getting going to, we'll be done here in the next probably 10 minutes or so, but Lafayette, how important is association in someone's life in general? And how do they find the right association? Because it's so hard. People, as I told Brandon at the beginning, so many people, their association is accidental, right? They mm -hmm. don't, it's not purposeful. It just kind of happens. It's, oh, we both played soccer in high school, or we both sat in study hall next to each other because our last names were two, two letters off. And now we talk a lot. Yeah. But eventually those will dissipate when there's no longer a common interest of them being friends. So how does Absolutely. someone find those solid, lifelong friendships? Well, I think associations in life are absolutely essential and critical um, if you're going to be successful in life. And what I mean by that is no man is an island. And I, I think I made a post the other day talking about that relationships are the currency of life. Mm -hmm. If you don't have relationships, if you don't have connections, if you don't engage with anyone, there's only so far you can go by yourself. Mm -hmm. We were never intended to live this life uh, on solo mode and isolation uh, on, about ourselves and just about what we're doing and not connect with our fellow man. And so I believe, I think Steve Harvey said, if you look at your five closest friends, you can tell where someone's going to be in the next 10 years. And I wholeheartedly believe that, that if you do not have associations, if you don't have the right connections, you cannot ultimately fulfill your ultimate purpose. And if we want to go spiritual, even Jesus Christ had 12. Uh, it, one of your 12 may be one that betrays you, but the betrayal is your setup for your ultimate purpose. And so it's absolutely essential. You said that. How do you find those associations? I think you have to put yourself out there. Be vulnerable enough. I think Hollis said that he's an introvert, which was, you know, he told me that uh, when we was in Cleveland the other week. And I looked at him like he was crazy because I've never seen him be introverted. <laughs> <laughs> but even in his introvertedness, he was vulnerable enough to make the initiation to come up to me and encourage me. And because of an, an vulnerability moment, it created a friendship. And so I think that's the first step. If you want to have association, you got to be vulnerable. And you know, it's not always easy to do that, whether you're introvert or extrovert, as men in general, it's hard for us to be vulnerable and say, hey, I need a friend, I need a mentor, I need a connection, I need to connect with another brother that you know, it's going to fulfill this need in my life to take me to the next level. So I think the first thing is to put your place and put yourself in a place of vulnerability. Number two, put your place, put yourself in a place of where your passion is. Mm -hmm. Both of us are preachers. We met in church, you know, so we were in the atmosphere that was conducive for the connection. And a lot of times people are looking for connections, but they're not in the right atmosphere. That's good. Right? You don't go anywhere on the weekends. You don't put yourself in that. You stay to yourself. You know, you don't put yourself out there on social media. And so you have to put yourself out there, be vulnerable and put yourself in the atmosphere that is conducive for your purpose. Number three. Number three, you want me to close with a third point? <laughs> I'm going to close it for you. I'm going to close I'll it. I'll let you get the third point, Brandon. You've, Go got, you've got number one. You've got number two. Number three, try again. Mm. Yo. Try again. I, I'm going to tell you why I say that. 
uh, and, and Lafayette knows this, I had who I considered my best friend. I had a best friend, mm. 10, 12 years of friendship and out of nowhere. <laughs> now, when I say out of nowhere, I'm not saying that I did within those 10, 12 years, everything that I was supposed to do as a friend or I was the most um, committed, whatever you want to say. But out of nowhere, nothing had transpired that should have ended that friendship. But it did. Out of nowhere, he decided he wanted to move forward with his life. And that was, I was taught something years ago, especially while I was coming up as a minister, I was taught to do grief recovery. Mm. And um, I was grieving that relationship, John. Uh, it was, you're talking 10, 12 years of doing everything together, talking about marriage. Then we get married, have children, and then boom, it's it's at an end. I was at the point of saying, I'll never trust no one like that again. Mm. I'll never love someone outside of my family like that again. That's why I say number three is try again. Here I am sitting on this platform with my now best friend because I tried again. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. So you had mentioned having so sort of turmoil within that previous friendship. Yeah. And I think that definitely tests friendships, right? I know Lafayette and I have had, I wouldn't say heated, but deep conversations. <laughs> and I felt like they were actually getting heated only to find out it was really just Lafayette's passion. Oh, right. Yeah. And yes. yes, that's a whole nother conversation. But I'm time, I thought, yes, I totally know what you mean, John. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I thought, I think I just unticked him off. And I really what it was is he was just like, and when I asked, he's like, no, I'm just being passionate. And I, now I know, but yeah. when you, I didn't know that side of mm -hmm. like the passion, but we all, we all have differences. Lafayette, when he tells a story, people always ask, how did you guys meet? And I think the reason they ask that is because I'm white and he's black and they think that's weird. But that's or and but they always ask, so how did y'all come together? I'm thinking <laughs> we're like work. <laughs> like right. it's got to be some crazy, you know, I mean, we do think it was God or, you know, God had his hand on that. But at the same mm -hmm. time, um, you know, we weren't at some crazy rally or something and something crazy happened. And it was just honestly, it was just God moving his hand in our life. Mm -hmm. But. And, but when we tell a story, Lafayette always mentions like, yeah, we know we have our differences, but we we have some a common bond. And honestly, we really don't have that many differences, even though we, we mention it. Um, we, we both want the same things out of this life and out of the yes. world. Yeah. But how does a friendship work their way through those sort of necessary sort of differences or turmoils that come up because it's gonna happen and so many times i see it and there's one argument and then they're never friends again and i thought 10 years just blown up in an yeah. instant that's I just that's literally what happened john i mean yeah. you're talking one argument and then it just blows up that many and, and let me tell you i'm so glad you're bringing up that point because I've realized this 
in my friendship with Lafayette. You have to be willing. And when I say you, I'm meaning I had to learn Mm -hmm. how to not only view friendship from a let's go to the car show, let's go out to eat, let's have fun, let's. There are some times within that friendship you need to be challenged. Now, I'm mm-hmm. just, I say you, I'm now talking to you that's watching this, this mm-hmm. platform right now. Sometimes you have to be challenged. And what good is a friend if they never challenge you? Mm-hmm. I'm in the hot water right now with Lafayette. <laughs> nah, I'm I, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> John, he challenged me weeks ago. Weeks ago, he challenged me. And they're, they're, look, 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 they're right behind him right now. I hate reading. Oh, no. And he challenged me weeks ago. He said, start a book. Now, ask me, have I started that book yet? No, I know. Audio books, bro. Audio books. Thank you. That's what I, that's what I need. I I have to go that route, John. Step one. And I suggested that to him too. I said, you could do audio, but but I will, I'll let him testify. Go ahead. I'm telling you. If you're not willing to be challenged because you don't have it all together, you're not, you're, come on now, you, you, first of all, what good is the friend if they only tell you what you want to hear? You are going to have to be humble enough to be challenged. Hey, that decision is probably not the best decision. Wait a minute. Before, did you pray on that before you decided? Hey, hold on. Let's think about this here. Are you making a decision out of your emotions or or have you really thought this thing through? How will this affect this? How will this affect somebody that is challenging you and you've got to be in the place where you say, wait a minute, I'm not too proud Mm -hmm. to receive this kind of challenge. Every now and then God will put somebody in your life that will make you stop before you act and may have to give you some stuff that you need along this journey. I learned that so quickly, John, I I would be in conversations, like you said, like, you know, they would be intense. I think intense is the right, the right word for it, you know, uh, (laughs) for some of those conversations, because one thing about Lafayette he is not going back down. My God, today. <laughs> he's not backing down. Whatever he's passionate about, you're going to know it. And uh, But those conversations make you stronger. Mm-hmm. It makes you wiser. And it makes you appreciate the person that God has put in your life as a friend. I'm going to say this again, and I'll turn the mic over. It's not just about... Uh, the 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 happiness of life. It's about what makes you better. Yeah. What makes you stronger? Mm-hmm. What makes you wiser? And that is the kinds of friends now. And I tell Lafayette this all the time. I don't have to have a bunch of people as mm-hmm. long as I've got him and 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 somebody else outside of my wife, who's my best friend as well, that will tell me because mm-hmm. you know. We're all married on this platform. Yep. Uh, there's some stuff that you're not going to listen to coming from your wife. Now, let's just be mm-hmm. <laughs> my wife out of the house so that oh, I can <laughs> Some stuff you won't hear until you hear it from your friend, mm-hmm. someone that doesn't share the same bloodline, but has your best interests at heart. And let mm-hmm. me just add on to that. That was that was good what you said, Hollis. Um, stop expecting everybody to be you. 
Ooh, yeah. Mm. I learned that from being friends with you, Hollis, from being friends with you, John. Stop expecting everybody to be you. Mm-hmm. One of the things, and, and I'm sure some preachers will hear this, and some people that we may know that we're connected to may be offended by this, but that's all right. Build a bridge and you'll get over it. <laughs> Sometimes you only surround people, surround yourself with people who do what you do, say what you say, go where you go. Yes, man. We're, yes, man. And Brandon knows this being a fellow preacher that the only time you can hang out with other people is other preachers. And we got to say, yes, doc, and all of these things. When we're hanging out, we don't even talk about that. Mm-mm. Very rarely. As he said, we're challenging each other, but we're also at a place where we're accepting each other's differences. Absolutely. Same with you, John. The, the reason why I went to the hockey game with you is not because we're just friends. You're my bro, and th- that is true. But I wanted to challenge myself to do something different. Mm-hmm. And I told you before, you know, I said it jokingly, I, you know, I am black. So we don't really do hockey, you know, and and so you know I'm I wasn't gonna, gonna make that comment again, but you know you, so. <laughs> I didn't I didn't really see too many of me in the place, you know. So it kind of felt, you know, I'm 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 a little at unease, but you have to get to that place in life that if you want to grow, at least try it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a car person. Hollis says go to the car shop. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, sure, I'm gonna go because I love him. But I enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, that's not my passion. That's not my thing. But I have to be okay with not surrounding myself with people that do what I do, that have every hobby that I have. If you want to grow, we talk about iron sharpens iron. The only way that can happen, there has to be a clashing. Come on. The uh, arm that is dull cannot sharpen another arm that is dull. Yeah. It has to be a sharpness. And so when we talk about the intensity of the conversation, the passion, we're sharpening each other in that moment. And Hollis, you said something that's so critical. Humility plays a piece in it because we get so lifted up in pride. And I'll be the first one to say it. You know, pride is a hindrance and is a blocking a lot of times in building those relationships that's because right. we can't submit. Who I'm a grown man just like you are. You mm-hmm. know, how are you going to tell me what I can do or what can I say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's pride. That's not that's not OK. And that's not going to be conducive to building those relationships and those connections. And so stop expecting everybody to be you. Stop expecting everybody to listen to what you listen to, say what you say, do what you do and talk how you talk. That's you're good. not going to grow that way. Mm-hmm. And so if I look in your circle and you're a preacher, all you surround yourself with is with preachers. I really don't have time for that. You know, I have a God bless you. you we can be cool. But as far as going further than that, I, I just can't do it because I'm in a season that I have to surround myself with people that are going to challenge me. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and Brandon knows this better than anybody else. I think Brandon said this. This is the time to really figure out who is going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. If you are constantly posting things on social media, you're doing things and that person doesn't support you. They'll watch your story but won't like your post, won't support, won't invest into what you're doing, it may be time to reevaluate your friend list, mm-hmm. your brotherhood. You can love them, but you know where you stand with them. That's yeah. so good. I saw someone once say a po- on a post, it's, we, we'll, we'll come together for someone and support so, like a baby shower and stuff like that, but as soon as your friend starts a business, you're nowhere to be seen. It's the hardest thing they're doing. They've done in the last 10 years. And you're like ghosted them. No support, no attaboys, no sharing, no purchasing their product, nothing. Yeah. And the hockey game is funny. You mentioned that 
again. Um, the purpose of that wasn't because I just love hockey because I would have gone to any, any event. What I want, what I knew I needed to do was get some of my, the people I liked the most, not the liked, but my closest friends together and go do something. Cause I needed a night of good association mm -hmm. and it was scheduled for December and it got rescheduled because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And that night, that same day, my son had his final wrestling tournament. If anybody knows anything about me, I don't miss my kids' events for anything. Oh, I don't yeah. care what it is. If church has a special thing going on that day, I'm sorry, church. I'm hanging out with the kids. <laughs> it sounds terrible. I'm with two pe no, preachers right I'm here. Not. I'm just letting you know. I no, miss no, it. no, no, no. And because uh, to <laughs> be quite preachers. honest. We support that. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Well, to be quite honest, I don't. I don't. Um, I appreciate the church feeding me, but I don't need the church to just feed me like a baby. I feed myself and my kids. And so that's how I look at it when someone says, oh, oh, you're missing Sundays. I'm like, yeah, but I don't miss every day. I'm just missing on Sunday to go to his wrestling. Anyway, right. but, um, you know, I digress. But <laughs> I, but I, that was his final event that day. And I was wow. like, I, 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 I wanted to go more than anything. But I called a friend of mine, Mike, and I said, hey, and I think I messaged you as well about it. And I, I, I just said, hey, what is your what is your point on this? And he's like, you probably need it, John. And so I was like, you're right. And I missed his tournament. And that's important to me because I knew I needed to be around Lafayette, Mike and my brother and go Dude. somewhere and just have the association. I didn't care. I don't even remember who won the game. Honestly, I don't remember. And so. Yeah. It was just about being around them, the car ride up, all those things, the conversations. Honestly, the biggest joy I got was watching friends, my brother, dialogue with my friends in the car because they could talk to him and pour into him. And I thought it would be so cool to have them pour into my own, my actual brother for mm. a car ride. And I was I, I was super quiet, and which is not normal for me. And I just sat there and I watched and I just smiled. And my heart was good because Lafayette was pouring in and joking with my brother. Mike was talking and joking to my brother, and it was just cool. So, can I can I say something to that, John? Of course. To the people that are watching, just listening to that story that that John is telling, be mindful that you never know what your friend needs mm -hmm. in that very moment. Now, mm -hmm. for John, that moment was not the hockey game. <laughs> right. It was that he needed that fellowship. Yep. with those people. Now, had Lafayette said, eh, I'm tired, or his brother mm -hmm. said, eh, I'm going to go here. And the other friend all came up with excuses not to be there, not for the hockey game, because John never told them why he really wanted this. But because they all were there, John got exactly what he needed. And so please, 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 in your friendships, in your relationships, please be mm. mindful. We know we're not going to make everything, you know, mm. but 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 be tuned into the spirit. I hate to make this about a spiritual thing, but but be be mm. mindful that maybe your friend needs you for more than what the event is. Maybe they need your presence. Mm. Maybe they need to laugh with you. And so uh, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, John, because so many times we miss moments of mm. being there. And then guess what? Some relationships can end because they say, every time I needed you, you were nowhere to be found. Mm. 
I invited you to the hockey game. I invited you to the car show. I invited you. And those were not about the events. They were, they were times I just needed your presence. That is stirring me up, John. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. So we, um, every show, let's get something else. We end with an, what we call an off script moment. And so, but right now I kind of feel like I have two guests on the show. (laughs) B Hollis and Lafayette Lane. (laughs) So Brandon, will you give us just one thing that's on your heart? that you want to that you just want to share that someone needs to hear and then Lafayette will you give yours to to cut and then and then just wrap up the episode like you always do okay yeah I want to I want to tell everybody that is watching first of all uh, let me take the moment to thank my dear friend John you're now my friend and I love you man I I am I'm sensing your spirit and it's a pure spirit and uh, I honor you to my best friend Lafayette I love you man you know that I can't wait till we get off of here so we can crack up <laughs> how shocked you were. But to those of you that are watching right now, I've got to tap into tap into Minister Brandon now. Somebody's going through something right now. Somebody is dealing with a relationship, a friendship that you want to succeed, but it's rocky. There's some bumps in the road. There's some things that you've wanted to share with that person, but you don't know how to share it. There's some things that they've done to you that has caused a wound uh, and you don't know how to tell them that that hurt you. I want to encourage you right now. There is no friend better than Jesus. If you put Jesus at the forefront of all your relationships, your spouse, your mother, your father, your best friend, your, your siblings, if you put him at the forefront of every relationship you have, God will orchestrate it to work for your good. I don't know what you're dealing with right now. I don't know what you, and somebody's crying right now. There are tears rolling down your face. I literally feel you in the spirit because you've been so wounded by the people you love the most. And God said, this is the year before the close of 2022. God said, this is the year I'm going to heal. Hallelujah. Woo! I feel your presence in my house right now. God said, I'm going to heal every relationship that is connected to you. If you give me a moment, John, I'd like to say just a 30 second prayer in the name of Jesus. I pray for relationships right now. Satan, you have tried to rock them. You've tried to destroy them. You've tried to break them apart beyond repair. But but Jesus, you are the master, hallelujah, the master of relationships. And those relationships that mean something to my brother and my sister that is watching right now, healing, Hallelujah. I pray healing takes place even now. This was not just your ordinary show today. No, no, no. This was a show of healing. God is bringing healing to every relationship right now in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. I've got to go on record and tell you that when he brings healing, that doesn't mean that you may go back to talking every day. Hallelujah. Healing sometimes means that he will sever some relationship. If it doesn't mean you good, Remember, God said, I wish above all things. I feel the preacher rising up in me now. I wish above all things that you prosper just as your soul prospers. So if that relationship is not something ordained by God, he will bring it to an end. And I want you to say in the midst of that, yes, Lord. Lafayette. Good luck following that. 
<laughs> John, I know you asked me to do an, an, an off script, but I, I'm going to close. I'm not, I've, I've got to let that be what it is. I'm just, this is a sea law moment. And um, wow, this has been an episode like none other. If you're listening to this, uh, you're probably wondering, wow, you know, what's going on? But this is what Unscripted is all about. This is our authentic self and about relationships, about being the leader that God has called you to be. As always, we pray that you be the leader that God has called you to be. We're here to build bridges and not walls. Bridges connect, the walls divide. Until next time, God bless you.